Welcome everybody to the very first episode of the Vineyard Nordic podcast. My name is Jon and I will be the host for this podcast and it's such a privilege to be able to do this. This podcast is the best way to stay up to date with the latest news and inspiring stories relating to how God is at work in the Vineyard Nordic community. I could really sense that something was going on in Carsten. He was so inspired. And he said, when I was standing there, they had these really strong prophetic words. I had this picture of the square in Rønne, of all places, and the light coming down from above on that square and spread out. And when it touched people, their life was renewed and they were just full of joy and peace. Something was transforming them. And he said to me, I think this has something to do with church planting on Bonhomme. Who else would be a better guest to start with than our very own Helle Samuelsen? For me, she is a funny, inspiring and a loving person. She is a pastor, she's a mom of three kids, and she's married to Karsten. Together they are the lead pastors of Rønne Vineyard on the island Bornholm, which belongs to Denmark. In today's episode, we hear from Helle how she as a young girl met an inclusive and welcoming group of people that invited her to church, where she experienced Jesus for the first time. To be serving, loving and caring for others is a natural part of her and the church DNA. We also talk about leadership, where she emphasizes that leadership is all about serving others, cheering people on, and take care of the ones you have around you. Her biggest dream right now is to see Rönne and the people living there flourish and meet Jesus. So let's kick this episode off and hope it will inspire you. Helle, so good having you here in the podcast for the first ever episode of Vineyard Nordic Podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, and thank you for having me. I have been looking forward for this. How is life in Bornholm? Life is good and exciting, and um, yeah, many things are happening here. Yeah, we just talked about that before we started to record that uh, it's been quite open for you now with the restrictions and stuff. You have been quite lucky in that way compared to some other people. How, how Can you describe that? Well, we have uh, had the same rules uh, as uh, the rest of Denmark, but because we also have some projects that are for vulnerable people, uh, vulnerable families, then uh, we have had other rules than churches had. So we have been able to keep that running, all those projects uh, during COVID, actually. That sounds really good. And we will come back to that later in this conversation. But can you tell me a little bit more about like your family? What are you doing right now? Uh, just short intro. And then we will, of course, talk about some of the parts more later on. Yeah. So uh, we have three girls uh, between the age between five years old and 18 years old. And uh, we dragged them along to Bonholm three and a half years ago, almost four years ago. When, uh, when we planned it. And we are church planters with, with our whole life, I think, and our hearts and everything. And then on the side, Carsten is um, working at a school and I am serving in uh, operation mobilization as a field leader in Denmark there. Uh, what is your definition of leadership? Servants. 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 Yeah, definitely servants. Yeah. It's nothing about power. It's really to how to serve the people and uh, how to facilitate that other people can grow and other people can 
be relieved from whatever is uh, is uh, uh, binding them or uh, you know holding them back. Yeah. Mm. Uh, what are you dreaming of right now? I am really dreaming of seeing. You know, we have here lots of friends. Uh, in in Rwanda, we have met lots of people who, and it's very obvious that God is calling them, and uh, He has a brand new life for them. And uh, and w- my dream is to see many more people um, meet God and have a new life and really uh, a new hope and uh, and becoming uh, the children of God. I can see what a different it does. Uh, to the people who have received the faith here. And uh, my longing is really to see many, many, many more people come to faith. So to learn a little bit more about you and your story, I wanted to ask you about, like, if you want to share freely about three situations or happenings in your life that have shaped a little bit more who you are today and, like, what the turning points in these, these kind of stories or happenings were. Yeah, you sent me that question, so I've thought about it, and uh, I think uh, one story would be from my childhood. I was uh, not brought up in in a Christian fellowship. I think my parents were Christians, uh, as most Danes are in some level, uh, but I, we were not a part of a Christian fellowship or a church as such, and um, just you know attending now and then the state church. And then some of my friends just from the streets that I were, my playmates, they were talking about this Sunday school that they were attending. And, uh, and I asked my parents, you know, can I go? And my dad said, no, you cannot go because uh, they are all hypocrites and they, you know, that's not for us. But then more and more of the kids from the street, they were attending. And in the end, I was also allowed and, and, uh, when I uh, came there, uh, that was just the most wonderful place. It was uh, an old lady living in a really small house at the countryside. There was no heating, uh, only a, an oven, and she didn't have a, you know, ordinary toilet. That was just a shed in the out outside the house. But she was just such a loving person, and her room, you know, the living room was just plastered with with drawings from from kids coming at her Sunday school. And in that environment, I was presented, uh, uh, you know, they, I, they, they shared the stories about Jesus. And uh, it really touched my heart and, and a strong faith grew in my heart. So I became a quite, I think, serious believing kid at that time. That's definitely one story that has shaped my life. But then later, you know, as I grew up, um, that Sunday school shut down. And uh, actually, uh, I didn't find a Christian fellowship that I was really uh, invited into the fellowship. It was like I, I was not included in the fellowship, I felt. Even though I tried to be one of them, I was I just kept being an outsider. So I was actually quite hurt by that. And I was angry. And uh, I left the church and, and, you know, all of that all together as a teenager and uh, didn't want anything to do with that. Yeah. So, uh, the beginning was really good, but, but uh, I 
experienced how important it is uh, that a Christian fellowship is really including and that you can be uh, a part of the family also if if you were not uh, raised in that way. Then uh, the years went by and in the beginning of my 20s, I was traveling and I was just uh, very disillusioned and really looking for answers. You know, I, I felt that life was empty and I wanted, you know, to find the meaning, the purpose. Uh, and um, uh, it was hard. And um, but then I met some young people in actually in Tel Aviv, outside, uh, yeah, in Tel Aviv, in Israel, and uh, they invited me to some kind of youth gathering or something like that. And when I entered that room and they started worshiping and praying, I could feel really feel that what they had, that's what I needed. Uh, and um, at that time, quite spontaneous again, <laughs> I. I gave my life to Jesus and I was, uh, you know, writing home to all my friends and family and said, you know, I, I have um, started a new life and I've given my life to Jesus and I was baptized outside Jerusalem. Wow. And, um, and that was, yeah, in the beginning of my 20s. So that was a new chapter. Yeah. What made you go there? Was it like vacation or some oh, studies? Well, or? It was some Sabbath years. Uh, I was traveling in India and then oh, okay. different countries and then also in Tel Aviv. Or in wow. It must be a uh, quite exciting experience to, to be baptized outside Jerusalem. So close to the heart of the... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was expecting, you know, the Holy Spirit to really, you know, fall on me when I came out of the water, but nothing like that really happened. no. No heaven that it opened up and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember I was a little bit disappointed, but yeah. Oh, that's that sounds really good. And um, I mean, throughout these years, when you kind of left church, what happened those years? Did you kind of forget about everything? Did you just leave it, or was it there somewhere all the time? Definitely, my plan was to keep my faith uh, and then just be Christian alone. You know. Yeah. It never works. It never works. I've not seen anybody uh, managing that. It, it doesn't work. To to be a Christian or to be a believer, that's something that we can only do together. Uh, it's um, yeah. yeah, it's a team sport. Yeah, it is truly. Uh, another. A thing that has, I, I think, really shaped me uh, was then um, later when I uh, moved to Copenhagen and uh, was looking for my first, you can say, spiritual home or church uh, because uh, I knew that that was really important to, to find a church and really attend and be a part of a church. And I, I had not ever really experienced that. And I was shopping around in Copenhagen from one church to the other. And then I was invited to this small church plant, uh, Copenhagen Vineyard. And, uh, and that was really, I think it was only maybe four months old when I first came there. 
But uh, there I experienced uh, a little bit the same as in that Sunday school, you know, people who were genuinely interested in me and inviting me to be a part of what was going on and uh, inviting me for dinner and, you know, wanting to know who, who I was and what my dreams were and all that. And um, it was not fancy at all, you know. <laughs> and there was no young people. I was very young. Uh, but I just felt that this was genuine and they really wanted to be friends. And that was the most important for me by far. So I stayed there. And uh, yes, uh, I have just been involved there and and grew there also as a believer, you know. Uh, Can you share those, like, what, what were those things that uh, during these years you've been there, like, what, what are the things you you bring from the vineyard movement? I mean, you're not born and raised there. You, you came in there in... in you know, I mean, in, in an, uh, what you say, older age, uh, what was the, what were the things you saw there compare maybe what you have um, experienced before? Th- that it was that it was, they were, you know, um, uh, greeting me in a way or inviting me in a way uh, that I felt was honest and they really were interested in um in giving, you know, that I was a part of what was going on there. Uh, I didn't feel this, uh, you know, have, have, have this feeling of being an outsider and looking at somebody else having s- something fun going on. You know, I was really invited into it. That was one thing. The other thing was the whole spiritual thing. I was really touched by the preaching. I was really, you know, sensing the Holy Spirit in the room. Mm. That was, of course, also very, very, very important for me. And then I was allowed to just be a part of the family as a, as a little sister. I was uh, I was quite young and also young in the faith and 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 just be involved in different ways. I've had uh, the privilege to serve in many, many different ways in the twenty years that I was in in Copenhagen. Wow! So you really been there from the beginning? Definitely, yes. Yeah, and I mean now it's it's such an inspiring church uh, that's been sending a lot of people out for new church plants all around Denmark, and, and I mean you're one of them. And uh, do you want to share a little bit, like you you shared in the beginning, shortly about how you how you moved there? Uh, it was quite spontaneous, you said, but how was the kind of process leading up to that? Did you do any training? Did you kind of you know have this um, really you know program of yeah we will move in two years of time and until that we will do this and this, you know, tell, tell us a little bit around that story. Yeah. I think that's a very good idea f- uh, to have that kind of process and time to learn for, for most people. Uh, our story was different. I was uh, pastoring in, in uh, Copenhagen vineyard for 13 years. So, and my uh, job was very much to, raise leaders and coach leaders and of course also to just pastor and care for people and build the church and and try to build also the uh, passion ministries but um uh, so um 
the, the, I think nobody had a clue that we should church plan that that was <laughs> God's plan. Uh, we had um, uh, we had a child, an extra child, you can say, and I was on a sabbatical with her, uh, and I really started praying there, and I had, and I think both of us had the sense that, you know, there was a new chapter for us somehow. And then during Carsten's sabbatical, uh, when he was taking care of her, we went to a, a conference in North Shipping Vineyard uh, with Catherine and Alan Scott. And uh, in the car up there, we were praying, you know, God, if you have something new for us, then we are ready. And I was, uh, you know, I, w- I had dreams for Copenhagen Vineyard. I, I was having the thoughts that maybe we could uh, start um, um, compassion ministry, a much bigger size of compassion ministry, maybe serving the poor, giving out food or starting some kind of cafe or, you know, buy a new building, something like that. And, you know, I was thinking, is that what you have for us, God, or what what I should be involved with? Uh, and then we entered that room in, in the, the church in North Shipping Vineyard and the worship had just started and I I could really sense that something was going on in, in Carsten. He was really attending the worship. Uh, in uh, He was eager. And then Catherine was speaking and I don't remember what she was speaking about. I have been to so many conferences. Yeah. <laughs> but, 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 I, but Carsten has not. He, he was not very involved in Copenhagen Vineyard actually. Uh, so uh, when she invited uh, for, for ministry time. He went straight up for prayer and uh, and there was somebody praying for him and he just kept standing there and somebody else was praying for him, somebody else was praying for him. And I could see, you know, from where I was sitting that, that God was touching him. And then when we came home that evening and... Uh, Naomi was sleeping. Of course, we were talking about what was going on. And he said, I was so inspired. And uh, and when I was standing there uh, uh, and somebody was praying for me, uh, they had these really strong prophetic words uh, that was really spot on. And uh i was just you know open to whatever god had for me and then i had this picture of the square in Rwanda of all places <laughs> and the light coming down from above on that square and spread out and when it touched people uh, their life was renewed and they were just full of joy and peace and uh, you know something was transforming them yeah and he said to me, I think this is, I think this has something to do with church planting on Bonhomme. And, you know, I'm from Bonhomme. Bonhomme was the place on earth that I did not want to go. I, <laughs> I, you know, I could go many places. I love traveling, but not Bonhomme, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's my Nazareth. Definitely. That's, I, I have always been sure that I would never, ever go move here. But I just felt that, this was so special. This was something that was not his idea, Carsten's idea that was something from God. So I was also very, uh, you know, 
it was obvious that uh, this was God doing something. Mm. So that night uh, I said to him, well, then that's what we should do. And then we, <laughs> and then we drew home very shocked. And then we prayed for some weeks. And uh, I think um, this was um, a testing time because we could also just forget about it, you know. Nobody mm. knew. And uh, and I know in Copenhagen Vineyard, they had other plans with me. Uh, uh, I was already very involved in... in uh, Uh, leadership there uh, and also being the assistant what is that called senior pastor whatever it's called uh, and then um, we shared it with Fleming and the and the team and uh, they were also quite shocked and then the process started you know selling the house and finding new schools to the kids finding new jobs the whole the whole yeah. thing Yeah, giving it all up. We we just renovated the house and everything was really nice. <laughs> and But, then God just yeah yeah. We just had to give it up all all up and then move to Bornholm and start from scratch. You know. Yeah. And uh, it's a hard thing to do when you are 40 years old and you actually have build something you know <laughs> mm. I, i'm so inspired to hear the story and how you just got interrupted and, and just went for it i mean but but i think it's really something in you know when you both have this strong feeling that this is something we want to do together it's so important i think often as you say maybe you know we step into things maybe one person is more into it than the others and then but when you really get this you know common calling or a common um, dream Uh, I, I think it's so much power in that. And just to see that, like, it, it's hard to not do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was, of course, I was tempted because uh, because we uh, we had a very comfortable life. Um, and, you know, I, I had been a pastor in Copenhagen for many years. I knew all the other pastors and it was, it, it was, Of course, there's always troubles and problems and all of that. But but in many ways, it was a comfortable life. But I also had the sense that I could not stand on you know on Sundays and encourage people to follow God and you know be disciples with and then not and not obey this calling. You know. So I was just asking. I was I was really sure that. I, this was something where this was, you know, we had to obey and really trust that God had something good for us in this. And I was asking God, what, why, and what should this be about? And then uh, we were very inspired. I was very inspired by this story from the Bible about um, the host inviting for a party. And uh, you know, it. It's uh, the, his his friends. They uh, when when the party is ready, they are not pr prioritizing to come. Uh, they are busy doing other things, and then he's he's sending his servants out into the streets, just inviting anybody. And then when they come back, there's still more room at the party, and he is sending. He's so eager to have this party full 
and uh, he is sending his his servants out a third time just uh, to the byways and highways inviting beggars and poor people and vulnerable people the the least the lost as and the last as we say uh, to the party and uh, I was just very touched by the this picture this narrative of you know people uh, coming in you know maybe they are uh, you know uh, uh, sick and uh, weak and they need help to come into the party but just the picture of them coming in and meeting the host and eating his food and being healed from the inside out and and uh, this kingdom party that God is inviting us to participate and also sending us out to invite more people in and um, and that is a narrative that that uh, we we all the time you know uh, identify us in uh, in in this church plant you know that is that is um, who we are so In the beginning, I tried to explain you with three words, as I said, with with funny, inspiring, and loving. And and I try, I will try to explain why I choose those words, even that we don't know each other so well. <laughs> uh, but every time, I mean, I I seen you at the conferences we have and camps, I I got this expression of you, and like by funny, if we're gonna start there, I uh, what I can tell you, and and I mean the guys at Renovini are you really like these parties. <laughs> That's what you say all the time and, and doing things as a church to reach the people in the city, like really stepping out, being bold, doing the stuff <laughs> in yeah. a way. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us a little bit like how you as a church use, you know, funniness, if you can use that word, uh, to tell people about Jesus? <laughs> uh, yeah, we do have a lot of fun. Well, I, I would, uh, when we arrived... Uh, at this island, uh, you know, we uh, started out ma- making a party at the square, of course, and uh, just you know, um, doing some pancakes. We had a jumping castle for the kids, and just uh, getting to know people, and then have a, a small group inviting people into that. And then, then we started very, er- very early. I think after two weeks or something, with pop-up parties in the night, uh, and. Um, and, uh, you know, we have a party tent we set up in the square and then we just meet people uh, that are partying uh, in the night, you know, in the middle of the night. And uh, we do different, uh, uh, what do you, you can call it icebreakers. We have just this Friday, we had the Burn and Bailey's prayer and Bailey's thing. And we just, you know make fun and be, f- we are just friendly and Carson is saying, you know, have you heard about the latest new big thing? Everybody wants this, you know, they are coming from Copenhagen to, to experience this burn and Bailey's and. Yeah. You, sh- you should really, yeah. You should explain this concept. <laughs> well, it's just, you know, we are meeting people. They are walking from one disco to the other. Uh, so we have this, big tent you know it's a big party tent and we have music we have our vineyard big vineyard light sign and then uh, we have pancakes that's often a very popular thing if you are uh, partying and then people are you know 
they, they are often a little bit bored, you know. They are trying to have some fun in, in one nightclub and then they go to the next. And then we just meet them and then, you know, Carsten would say something like, yeah, hey, guys, have you heard about the latest, you know, uh, big thing? You know, everybody wants this thing. And they, people are coming from Copenhagen to experience that. And, and then they would ask, oh, what are you talking about? And then he says, yeah, it's this Burn and Bailey, or we have many things, you know, we have Burn and Bailey, Wiener Velsignelse, Forbun or Filua. We have many icebreakers. And then they come into the tent and we start talking with them. Often they share very personal stuff. And then we ask the miracle question, if, if there's a God and he loves you and he wants to help you, what would you like him to do for you? And then we pray for them and, you know, tears are coming down their cheeks and, and uh, yeah, uh, we, we often uh, touched how this light from above comes mm. and touches people. And uh, many of the people from our church now, we met in, in that way. But we make lots of fun, you know. We have these initials, RUV. Uh, because Roskilde Vineyard, they have R-R-V, so we have R-U-V. And, it, you know, it just keeps being fun. Yeah, and for the people not uh, understanding that yeah. word in English, uh, it's uh, actually... What? It's the S. S, yeah. So you you mark the pancakes with S. Yes. But you also have this tattoo with S. Yeah, we you also have to, You have to share about that. That's so funny. <laughs> I think it's just because we have fun yeah. uh, in our little team. And then we have, you know, these funny ideas. Uh, and yeah. then just, uh, I think we are not um, taking things or ourselves so seriously. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, we just do it, you know. And I know many, probably many Christians, they think, oh, this you cannot do that. You cannot write ass in the forehead of people or you know but it's icebreakers and yeah. people love us people they they when when they see that we are there then you know they come in they give us a hug the police likes us they they say oh it's it's always a much nicer atmosphere and that's where when you're there mm. and they come by and have a pancake and and uh, yeah, maybe it's silly and maybe it's not uh, so uh, sophisticated or it is not so very sophisticated. And uh, it's not something that I learned in the theological seminary. You know, I studied no. <laughs> many years of Latin and all that. But uh, it's building a bridge to people, you know, yeah. uh, people, people who are more used to... Uh, uh, a nightclub than church mm. they you know we we cannot just just be churchy no uh, and i mean and actually maybe the word churchy should be changed i mean or the 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 essence of that word because i mean being church should be more about going out and and reaching the people than than these things that i mean and i think it's so important to actually do other things because people expect church to be in a way and when we are not being that way, then they are like, wow, what is this? This can't be church. Church is this and this and this. 
it's it's to find people where they are and then yeah. you, uh, speak the language they know and and really to to make an effort to meet them where they are mm. because they are not coming to us where we are and and you know church ever since Jesus started it and said to Peter you know I will build my church and uh, the gates of hell will not uh, prevail or what mm. is called then I mean, he was calling us to to uh, to build a church that is a movement of people believing in him to mm. be the the savior of the world. And uh, we often make church an institution with Sunday service shows, mm. <laughs> and uh, and we also like to have Sunday services. But but church is a movement of people who want to share the hope of the world. Mm, that's so good. And when I try to explain you, I also use the word inspiring. And by that, I think, I mean, you seem to be someone that really inspire people and get others into function. Like really, you, you said you and I, like you've been training leaders for many years in Copenhagen. I mean, a lot of those people are now, you know, doing other plant, uh, church plants around Denmark, and we can really see the fruit of that time. Uh, can you tell us a little bit how you look at leadership and helping others to grow in their faith? Yeah, I look at leadership as to leaders to serve and uh, to really try to see people with the eyes of God. What is God calling this person to? What is God doing in this person and then to cheer on that and, and and speak that truth into somebody else's life. That is what leadership in, in a church, as I see it, really is. To, you know, to have an eye uh, to see, you know, what is God doing in this person and, 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 and then try to to um, encourage that. And that is leadership. Uh, I mean, we have people here, our uh, co-leaders, Casper and Madeline, who is very dear friends. I, I mean, they are very, very skilled leaders and experienced leaders. But for me to be their leader is still to really try to encourage whatever God is doing in their heart. And then some people here, they are brand new believers and they are at totally different place in life. Maybe they have had, you know, um, a background and a childhood that none of us could imagine, you know, and it's still for me to see what is God doing in your life and cheer on that. That is maybe something very different. It's maybe just to actually get up in the morning and, and you know, do something <laughs> with your life at all. Uh, but, but it's the same task for me. Mm. That sounds really good. And the, the last word I used was loving. And I mean, I remember as I maybe shared earlier that um, during a summer camp a couple of years ago, you, you, I was so inspired after seeing the, the videos you showed at the main meetings <coughs> about, you know, different testimonies from people in your church sharing how they found Jesus through the acts of, of you and the people in your church. And I'm also inspired, you know, when seeing the, the works of, of your church and you know you've been it's been written all all around in the newspaper and also you've been in television sharing about your kind of christmas giveaways your parties uh i mean for me you really you are really a church that you know in a way have left the building 
and you're impacting the whole city uh, through acts of kindness and restoration. And I think that's so 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 cool and so inspiring. And I think for me, how I I think around you know you know plant you know what to say doing church or being church. It's it's a lot about this this way like acts of love. Um, can can you share a little bit like how how this or why this DNA is so close to your heart or in the way you build build your church? I think. Many, many things is uh, working together. I think it has something to do with the very, very clear calling we had. You know, it was a square. It was God's light coming down, touching people who does not know him. It was a story about us going out and going further out to invite people. But it has also something to do with our story, my story, as uh, I, I shared, you know, how important it is that we are not just um, uh, doing church for for churchgoers, mm. but that we invite. I was invited, you know. I was I was sitting at the highways and byways and was invited in, and I'm so. Uh, I, as I share, I I can feel that I'm I'm just so thankful and touched that somebody did that, you know, mm. and made the effort, and uh, also. Other people from the team, they had the same kind of experience that somebody was, you know, doing an effort to invite them in. And um, so it is in our whole, uh, uh, you know, identity as a church, our mm. team, as you say. And and uh, now, now uh, Rane Vineyard is, um, you know, uh, is uh, a gathering of people who have been invited uh, in in that way, and many of them are uh, would traditionally not at all attend a church or be a part of a church, and um, it's um, it's a very beautiful uh, fellowship in that way. Yeah, I really like this. Uh, I don't know if it's a vineyard thing. But I heard it in the vineyard for the first time. But you know this belong, believe, behave, and it, it it really seems like this is this is a this is the way you are you are planting church, like really as like you know like uh, inviting people to belong, and you know introduce them for what you are believing for, and you you're really clear about that. Like you're you're asking them the first time, like if God could do a miracle, what would that be? And it's really about you know kind of in in uh, introducing. Jesus for them and and also like getting them into your into your family kind of fellowship uh, and then out of that they can grow into an own belief uh, but it's more about the belonging in the first first place yeah definitely yeah. definitely and also you know we have uh, so so what we did the first half year was to really be on that square and then do small groups and then we we in a that's a really beautiful story as well we, we uh, took over this Christmas, big Christmas outreach project. And then we invited people, uh, all the, you know, vulnerable families as well. And uh, it's not to just uh, help people who can then gather the church. We help anybody who is in need. Mm, that's uh, so good. Um, what are your key learnings from planting church? I mean, you came into Copenhagen quite early, but now you have done the, the whole... The whole um, 
kind of journey yourself from from getting the calling until where you are today. Um, what are the learnings? Like, I, I guess a lot of people are listening, maybe interested in this, maybe have they are feeling a calling about this. Uh, but but how has it been? What have you learned? Yeah, I have uh, I have learned a lot, and I think uh, much of what I've learned has something to do with me, my relationship with God, because it's all or our relationship with God, because it all comes down to being. Um, uh, to 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 being loved by him and to be inspired by him and then pass it on to other people. So it's not me being strong; it's him being strong through me, if you can say that. And then to just really uh, believe that he will be faithful if we do what he asks us to do. You know, um, and that is, I believe, to serve other people to really you know, uh, invite anybody and to include anybody. So <laughs> I have often asked God, what is your plan? Uh, how will this ever work? You know, in the beginning, there was lots of immigrants here on the island and we invited them in. Some some of them also became believers and we baptized also some of them. They are now left and we were asking, you know, God, what is the plan? And other people were asking, you know, how will you survive financially uh, and so on. And it was like God was asking, will you love these people? And then as they left the island or some of them are still here, there was a lot of people coming, uh, mentally handicapped people actually coming. <laughs> mm. And, uh, you know, it was like God saying, you know, will you love them? Mm. And uh, um they they are we now have two small groups only with mentally handicapped people wow i have the honor of being a, a small group leader for one of them one of these small groups and it it really is an honor and i learn a lot from that uh, it gives me a lot of joy to worship with them with uh, you know the our whole body <laughs> and our whole heart and i i learn from them how to care for your friends and God is really moving among them, and and it's 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 to be dedicated to that calling, and not to have your own agenda about you know church. I want to. My aim is to have a church that other people would admire or find big and cool and trendy. It's actually to just you know say Jesus, you are so compassionate. Uh, you have been compassionate to me. And you are searching anybody um, because you love everybody and you want everybody to be a part of your party. And, and then to just <clears throat> believe that as we do that, as we go out and, and go, go to be his servants in that way, then he will care for us and he will also build his church and um, uh, I in in our living room above our couch there's this old you know it's like a drawing a Bible scripture uh, you probably know those kind of pictures and and mm. it says until now the Lord has been faithful yeah and I can really witness that uh, after three and a half four years that that 
many, many times, especially in the beginning, I was worrying so much, you know, how will this ever, uh, how is this ever going to be a church, you know, and how will we survive financially? How can we pay our rent and all of that? And I was crying out to God, you know, and I was, you know, I, I was, um, a long time I was a little bit angry at God that he was, you know, taking me out of this honorable job and life and then, you know, just sending me to a small island starting from scratch. But now I see that this is really, um, this is really exciting and adventure. And I thank him for, for sending me here. And I, and I see that until now the Lord has been faithful and he has been, uh, you know, uh, caring for us as a family. Uh, and, uh, e you know, even though this in, in human eyes is, a, you know, impossible project in many ways, uh, because it's a church full of new believers and, you know, many people with really difficult backgrounds in, in many ways, uh, young Outsiders, you can say, with uh, no no education and uh, you know parents who was addicts and you know all you know young moms, all of that, <laughs> um, lovely people who want to be a part of the party, but in human eyes, how can they contribute? You know, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But but until now, God has been faithful, yeah. and I believe that He will be He will keep being faithful. I'm not so anxious anymore about that so good to hear and, and and i'm so happy to be i mean that you've been part of this this uh, talk today and and i and i'm sure that it will inspire other people and be of, of value for people that are listening uh, to end this talk i just want to ask you like if you were to design or write something on a billboard for the whole world to see what would you say or what would you illustrate if you're more of an illustrative person <laughs> I think it's the eyes of Jesus. You know, it says that when he looked at the crowd, he was filled with compassion. And it has always touched my heart a lot. You know, he was filled with compassion. And uh, he looks at me like with those eyes and he looks at the people that we meet on the square with those eyes. On this Friday, you know, we were a little team of uh, people going to the square, most of them we met on the square, most of hmm. those wow. were, the team we met on the square, you know, uh, not long ago, they were the ones going from, you know, back and forth there. And, uh, and you know, to, to really um, remember that, that Jesus is looking at us with, filled with compassion. And we, as uh, we human beings, we, 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 we don't really understand compassion and we also we are not understanding what love is not god's love we 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 cannot understand it we understand many other things like how important money is or how important pride is or honor uh, but god he really uh he knows about compassion and love and um so, so the picture would probably be Jesus looking at all of us in one big crowd with those eyes of compassion. Hmm. Sounds so good. And uh, thank you so much, Helle. Uh, I'm 
really inspired and and uh, yeah it's so uh it's so good to just hear how your story it's 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 making a lot of sense and it, and it's helping me in my i mean in my journey for now and i mean um, yeah and i I'm, I'm sure people will will get a lot of things out from this uh, conversation and uh, with that i just want to say thank you and uh, bless you and your family and all the works that you are doing Thank you. Uh, it was fun to be a part of and thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you want to follow the Vina Nordic movement and everything that is happening, you can go to Facebook and Instagram and follow us under Vineyard Nordic. You can also help us by subscribing to this podcast on the different podcast platforms. When doing that, you will also get an update every time we have a new episode out. So again, thank you and see you again next time. Bye-bye.